Making sense out of nonsense. Finding reason in the unreasonable. This is Okay, Hear Me Out. I'm Josh, and I'm joined this evening by Aaron and Bob. And I believe that Bob has for us some pieces of nonsense to go through. Just a little bit of nonsense at the moment. Um, so we've been covering COVID a lot, and I think, I think we're almost done with this nonsense. I think we're almost through this bunch of bullshit. So what I have for you tonight is... Uh, a very good documentary that has been purged off of all social media except for Twitter.com at the moment. Have any of you guys uh, heard of this before today? Oh, the Plandemic documentary? Yeah. I hadn't checked it out yet until you, uh, you sent me a link. Yeah, it is. Uh, everyone is going really far out of the way to discredit what this doctor is saying and what this documentary is saying. Uh, it's It's very interesting. So... Uh, just to give a background, I don't want to play the whole thing for you guys just outright, but to give some background, this is a medical doctor that she started her career working, uh, tangentially with, uh, Dr. Fauci back in the day. And she was prosecuted by the DOJ and the FBI, uh, for pretty much, uh, not, not a whole lot here. We can get into the specifics with this clip if you guys want to queue it up. Uh, yeah, so this is a uh, pandemic at 243. You guys uh, got it already? Yep. Heads of our entire HHS colluded and destroy my reputation and the Department of Justice and the FBI sat on it and kept that case under seal, which means you can't say there's a case or your lawyers are held in contempt of court. So you can't even get a lawyer to defend you. So every single due process right was taken away from me and to this day remains the same. I have no constitutional freedoms or rights. Okay. Well, it sounds like just it, her saying she has no constitutional rights at this point is pretty much like everyone else in the nation with the COVID lockdown. What uh, what did she get arrested for specifically? Just curious. Do you know what she, what it was that she got arrested for? Uh, let well. She gets into it right here at the uh, the four minute mark. Um, she dives right into that. If you guys have it queued up, Anthony Fauci. My name is uh, Dr. Tony Fauci. I'm the director of the. The man who is heading the pandemic task force was involved in a cover up. He directed the cover up, and in fact, everybody else was paid off and paid off big time. Millions of dollars in funding from Tony Fauci. Tony Fauci's organization, National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease. These investigators that committed the fraud continue to this day to be paid big time by the NIAID. Why do people not come up with like an easier way to say that? Because I just call like NIAID when I see it. The National Institute for, what is it, Allergies and Infectious Diseases? Yeah, wouldn't NIAID be easier? What? That, that one's pretty <laughs> simple. I don't know why people are freaking out about that. There was, what, what was the other one that she mentions later? It is the U.S. Army Research Institute for Infectious Diseases, which is U-S-A-R-I-F-I-D. <laughs> I mean, who the what hell the makes four, up? The, F in the acronym. Uh, I don't even know. But anyway, that, that's marketing. kind of. That's what I'm hearing right now. That's another setup. So she actually gets into the meat of the topic uh, with her. The Her history is uh, back in the 80s, 
when she was helping isolate the HIV um, virus during uh, the the AIDS pandemic back in the 80s. So um, we got another clip here at five minutes, one seconds. ...greater than for individuals who do not take the drug. It started really when I was 25 years old. I was part of the team that isolated HIV from the saliva and blood of the patients from France, where Luc Montagnier had originally isolated the virus. This was a confirmatory study, but Tony Fauci and Robert Gallo were working together then to spin the story in a different way. At that time, Dr. Rossetti was out of town, and Tony Fauci says, um, you know, we understand that you have a paper uh, in press, paper and exactly. we want a copy of it. And I said, yes, there's a paper in press, and it's confidential, and no, I will not give you a copy of it. <laughs> he started screaming at me, and he said, give us the paper right now, or, or you'll be fired for insubordination. And I just said, I'm sure when Dr. Rossetti gets back, you can have the conversation. And so Frank comes back, you know, several weeks later, and is really bullied into giving Fauci the paper. Fauci holds up the publication of the paper for several months, while Robert Gallo writes his own paper and takes all the credit, and of course patents are involved. This delay of the confirmation, you know, literally led to spreading the virus around, um, you know, killing millions. Now where, where have we heard that before? Like the, a, a delay that's allowing the virus to spread around, D- a delay in uh, information or, you know, uh, medical information, uh, advice and whatnot um, that has a lot of virus to spe- spread more than necessary. Where, where have we heard that before? Uh, Dr. Bill, I'm, I'm, I'm throwing one out there. <laughs> I'm just going to randomly say Dr. Bill Gates. Am I right? I'm thinking just WHO in general uh, for coronavirus okay. stuff throughout <laughs> January, February, March. Oh, I, I guess uh, I should just reference the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation then. That would have been uh, okay. much more accurate okay, yeah. to your point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so Bob, what's going on in that clip right there? Uh, essentially, th- this is the background. This is the stuff that a lot of people are trying to suppress, especially about Dr. Fauci and his uh, dubious dealings with uh, the ownership his name is on the, the, the patent for this research, for this uh, HIV-suppressing drug. Uh, it, and it gets really interesting because, as she mentions, there's patents involved. Well, well typically, that was never the case. Uh, that, uh, the patents from government-funded research always went to uh, the public. They were open for public use and everyone, everyone to use it, right? Which makes sense. If, if you... Uh, have a research that's being funded by the federal government as like a form of like a grant or something like that, that information should be public, right? Yeah, it's uh, paid for by taxpayers. It's just, yeah. you know, well, completely backed by the public. Exactly. Well, they, they kind of flip that on its head. Um, and so we, we can get into the patent ownership here uh, with the next clip. When did At, they start patent ownership? Uh, well, they'll, they'll they'll talk about it here in this clip here at 751. Died um, from HIV. How can a man who's giving any any person who's giving ad- global advice for health own a patent in the solution in the vaccine? Isn't that a conflict of interest, or shouldn't it be? It is a conflict of interest, and in fact, this is one of the things that I I've been saying and would like to say to President Trump: <laughs> repeal the Buy Dole Act. 
Bayh-Dole fundamentally changed the way universities approach technology transfer, uh, and you can see that just in the statistics. Universities obtain 16 times as many patents today as they did in 1980. Now, everybody's getting more patents, but still, universities' share of all patents in the United States is more than five times greater than it was before Bayh-Dole. The situation has gotten so bad uh, that one uh, information technology industry official has publicly referred to universities as, quote, crack addicts, unquote, driven by, quote, small-minded tech transfer offices addicted to royalties. That act gave government workers the right to patent their discoveries, so to, to claim intellectual property for discoveries that the taxpayer paid for. Okay. I'm I'm mixed on this in general. It's like when when I see a company or a, an agency or whatever, like an employee discovers something, they put their own work into it, uh, whether or not it's funded by the government. Or like if say if you work for a, an Amazon or Microsoft, if you develop something, it there's probably something in your contract that it belongs to them. So, what what do you think about this? What what is the? I mean, clearly there are problems with this based on just what's happening in, in history. But what are your uh, what are your thoughts on the whole uh, Buy Dole Act? Well, uh, to get back to the the first question that Aaron asked, uh, it it was enacted in oh, yes. um, late 1980, so just just before the turn of the year to 1981, uh, it, it became law, and uh, I I honestly think, especially for uh, medical science and, and medical patents and stuff like that, like if the government funds research into a cure for HIV, right? That should be public, like publicly owned information, since it was funded by those. Those doctors, sure, like you can give them credit. You can run all the ad campaigns you ever want to, and propagandize everyone into thinking that they are Jesus and that you know, like they they should be praised. And if they did, then they should be praised. Like that's great. But at the same time, like we can't have uh, drugs for these like really really horrible um, diseases costing like 500 bucks a pill, $1,000 a pill. They're like that is the fundamental reason why our healthcare system is so overpacked and so inflated that everything just costs so much, right? Like this is yeah, one of the contributing factors. Why would they sell factors. the stuff that's run out of patent? This, this, this is also why, uh, we'll get into it later, but like hydroxychloroquine, uh, the, the drug that the, the media just pounced on and tried to, to, to make it seem like Donald Trump has like a stake in hydroxychloroquine selling well, when in <laughs> fact it's it's not patented. No one it does. Costs, yeah, it, costs no one 50, it costs 50 cents a pill and with like a, a, a vial uh, that costs like 400 bucks, like you could, you could um, treat thousands of people with like $400 on hydroxychloroquine, or we can go to something that's patented, obviously, uh, most likely use government uh, grants and, and uh, research money to to help obtain for these pharmaceutical companies. And who knows what the, the universities are all doing with these patents? Are the universities selling the patents or are the universities making these drugs to sell? Like, I, why do they get it too, right? Yeah, and they're publicly funded most of the time, anyways. Exactly. Um, yeah. And if and if all the if all the R and D is on research and development, yeah, we I wouldn't want somebody that like discovered the cure for cancer just because they're a government employee. Like, good job, Bob. Clock in next week for twenty five bucks an hour. <laughs> like, I don't want that to happen to them. But they're acting like that's what's happening, and what's really happening is these just 
uh, monsters are swooping in and just grabbing up these patents. And then when something's like the patent runs out on something, they'll just have a new patented drug to make sure the price stays escalated and like, you know, just get rid of that old drug altogether, make it so you can't even, you know, gain access to it. I mean, let's be real. It's like that old stoner adage, like for every, all the stoners that wanted to legalize marijuana, uh, over like the past like 10 or 20 years, they're always like, man, they'll never do it because uh, the gov- like no one can patent it and make money off like a natural herb, man. Which I guess they're, <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, I mean, there's there's truth to that, right? They don't want you to to go to the cheapest source of uh, of therapy when it comes to medical practices. Like they're gonna try their best to. to try like this newest and latest drug that probably makes you infertile or like half retarded or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, she... go on. Dude, I want to get my hands on some of that drug. <laughs> so, so you keep talking about all this money that's going to be made by big pharma because they can get a, you know, say for the hydroxychloroquine example, how they're selling uh, instead the media started promoting remdesivir, but it came out the other day, the remdesivir is uh, the Gilead's going to be donating 1.5 million doses of remdesivir um, to various hospitals and whatever. So, so uh, you know, how, how does that offset what, uh, what profit they'll be making immediately after that? Well, I don't think COVID is actually going to go away in the sense that I think it's going to be the next like flu shot um, uh, season that, that we're going like to have. Is, we're yeah. we're going to have a basic flu shot and then we're going to have a COVID shot now and it's going to be similar to the flu but not really it's a different strain technically so now there's two two shots that you have to get every season every year it's your your annual prescription subscription to you know big pharma uh as i would say they figured out the 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 yearly subscription uh uh, money model before amazon or hulu or or the netflix ever nationalized out. netflix yeah, exactly. Yeah, it really is. It's yearly subscription. That's why they wanted. That's what the biggest reason they're pushing for mandatory. Because I mean, yes. Even if what do they make off of each you know vaccine average? Maybe like two hundred bucks. Well, we don't know yet. Um, we don't have a a vaccine. Like flu shot. Well, well, okay. Well, I don't know about that. But uh, getting back to COVID though, so there is no vaccine, but it it is a uh, RNA virus, and there is no current. She talks about this in in the document. Uh, or in, in the in the little video here, she says there's a currently no vaccine scheduled for any RNA viruses that actually work. Uh, she goes on to clarify that uh, she is a supporter of vaccines and that her entire job uh, as a medical professional was trying to uh, to produce immune therapy to help uh, solve medical issues. And you know, vaccine is. It, it is an immune therapy or a type of immune therapy. So she, she knows they work and just, but there's obviously certain dubious things going on here with those immune therapy um, tactics, I guess I would say in, uh, in the marketplace of, of medical patents, I guess. Well, the, that's what the thing I wanted to point out is like, you know, we're, we're I'm wondering how much they actually make off of like a flu shot, just something basic that we're all used to already. And the reason they want to make that shit mandatory is, um, you know, think if you could just get 50% of the world population have to take a flu shot 
you're talking about if it's like a 200 bucks a pop type of deal you're talking about a what's 3.5 billion times 200 that's yeah. 700 billion dollar industry just from one of the shots and then that you have a market share and if you can get it so that people can't that people have to because they can't like go to the store and buy stuff they're not allowed in public areas if they don't have their you know if their chip doesn't turn green when you scan it because you didn't get your uh, 200 dollars flu shot like that's guaranteed trillions of dollars a year if you keep adding to that too but yeah i found an article on this go ahead I found an article in the Seattle Times that is uh, describing the uh, flu vaccine industry as a four to five billion dollar industry. Um, I'm not finding the exact profit margin, but it's laying it out for uh, about um, uh, so insurers reimburse pharmacists for both cost of vaccine and for giving the shot uh, about fifty dollars total. So, um, et cetera. Well, that's just the pharmacist. Yeah, yeah. So. Effectively, four to five billion dollar industry for flu vaccines right now. But you're right; if they make it mandatory, if they expand it, and right now with a lot of the the coronavirus stuff uh, coming out of lockdown in a lot of states, there there are a lot of uh, still uh, mandatory requirements for entering stores and whatnot, such as uh, face masks uh, in some stores, temperature screenings. Some places are trying to have you like actually keep a log of people entering the store, et cetera, et cetera. It could be very force, very uh, uh, feasible in the foreseeable future that they require some sort of coronavirus uh, quote unquote vaccine or some. Um, uh, you know, flu shots with that, and then it would jump qu- up quite a bit from a four to five billion dollar business to probably, like you said, maybe not trillions, but uh, globally, maybe globally, maybe, yeah, maybe globally that. But let's just say in the U.S., uh, fifty billion dollars per year, fifty to five hundred billion dollars per year with an order of magnitude in that in that region. I could see that happening in the next few years. That is great financial stability to be able to have this flu shot or like this vaccine, right? That that people either have to take or should take but at this point like right now with covid they're legitimately trying to convince people that the only way forward is a vaccine and the vaccine might not come because it's an rna virus so maybe we're looking at yearly covid shots and if those are government mandated shots which the first one might be in uh like to be quite fair to what's going on right now and the way that news the, the news is treating everything if you have the government forcing people to get those shots, that's a huge income. And then it, would it be a stretch of the imagination to say that the people in the CDC or the HHS are in on the take trying to promote this necessary flu shot or this necessary COVID shot that you should take? Like, Or do they get patent royalties or I something? Let's just be real. Like, Bob, they took an oath. They took an oath. No one would lie and harm people to the tune of billions and billions of dollars. Come on. <laughs> so, uh, we're we're gonna jump a bit. Um, no, I I don't I don't think we'll we'll just keep on track with, with the video here. She she further goes on. Uh, she she talks about the evolution of the virus, and she said the virus that we're looking at now that that is ravaging the world. Uh, ten years ago, it it was stuck to animals. Most animals have a variation of COVID viruses in them, and that's just kind of like yeah. with within their biology. And she was describing that for this to jump from uh, animal to human within the span of 10 years is, is practically impossible. And she followed up by saying it could take up to 800 years for that to naturally occur in nature. Um, 
which is a heavy implication, and, and she actually goes into this at uh, for our next clip here at 11.11. Uh, yeah, okay, I have that ready. This occurred. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it occurred between the North Carolina Laboratories, Fort Detrick, the U.S. Army Research Institute of Infectious Disease, and the Wuhan Laboratory. $3.7 million flowed from the National Institutes of Health here in the U.S. to the Wuhan lab in China, the same lab where many people have said that this coronavirus infection first originated. We also now know that NIAID, the department associated with the National Institutes of Health, of which Dr. Anthony Fauci is in control, had already been conducting experiments with the Wuhan lab in the past in regard to coronavirus. If Dr. Anthony Fauci cannot be honest with the public about his connection to this lab, then Fauci has to go. Then Fauci has to go. Oh, wow. Very strong words from that reporter there. But he, he brings up... Yeah, it's a huge conflict of interest. It's kind of insane that... that I, I think it's insane that one doctor can have that much influence in the White House over the course of, like, how many presidential administrations? It's a lot. I forget like, exactly. That's crazy to me. From Since Reagan? Since the early 80s, dude. That's insane. What the hell? Yeah. That's like, as long as you two have been alive. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> yeah, this, people, people have literally... People have literally talked about Dr. Fauci's involvement with these laboratories and the Wuhan laboratory with their work on the COVID strain. Like, this is not anything new. You can go back, like, five years into the news. Like, this this is what was being talked about with Dr. Fauci. He has ties to, to, to the research and development of uh, COVID strains. Yeah, since 1984, six uh, presidencies... Wow. Oh my god, dude. And these are the people that stay in power. They're not elected. You know what I mean? Like it it these these are the people that YouTube and Facebook and all the social media companies have refused to acknowledge anyone else other than Dr. Fauci and the 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 appropriate medical professionals. The medical professionals that are in government are the only ones you can be listening to because they've removed this video off the internet and they've been removing multiple other videos of doctors just posting up their webcam videos and just like hanging out being like, well, this is kind of weird. You know, like, let me give you my thoughts on what's going on here. Like th there's tons of those. I I'm sure you guys saw like the Bakersfield doctors uh, that made mm -hmm. the video that got purged off of all the social media and stuff like that. Didn't uh, Tucker Carlson report on that too? Yep, yeah. he did report on those two guys. I, I do have a, I do have an interesting article later to uh, uh, we can go over to talk about um, Facebook and their uh, uh, trusted news sources and whatnot. Uh, they have a new, <laughs> new counsel. Well, I mean, Fauci basically, you get a guy that can be in, you know, in the White House and that like in the ear of the president. He's basically just a lifetime lobbyist at that point. I mean, he's oh, really the guy that you'd go to if you were a pharmaceutical company trying to push legislation in order to make your drug mandatory so you can sell it to as many people as possible or to stifle drugs that don't have patents and you know just do all sorts of underhanded shit it's just like just it kind of reminds me of like edison tesla oh and him, yeah. like all the legal shit he did to like fuck him over you know <laughs> yeah at least they're not injecting elephants with covid and watching his seizure out in the middle of a street no, <laughs> <laughs> not yet yeah not yet yeah, we've gone beyond elephants. That's boring. 
We're now we're on to just Indian babies and African children. So uh, this video also they they bring up next um, how the the CDC guidelines on how they're they're doing their death certificates and marking if it was caused by COVID or not or anything like that. Uh, so we have uh, the death toll talk and uh, synchronized with Dr. Berg's here at 1222. Hard to ignore the death tolls. People have been dying. They are dying from this in, in quite alarming numbers. How do you reconcile that? Uh, um, it, it's pretty easy when you see, uh, for me, when you see what the government has done, and that is that they took quoting Dr. Burks, We've taken a, a very, very liberal, liberal approach. approach to mortality. If my husband were to die, who has COPD, his lungs have fibrosis, his lungs would look exactly like somebody with COVID-19, theoretically, but he has no evidence of infection. So if you're not testing and you don't have evidence of infection, and if you walked in there today, you know, they'd call it COVID-19. And, and we hear this from the doctors and nurses who are upset. It looks like COVID-19, and if a coof's like COVID-19, it's a COVID-19. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, a, that's something we've talked about before, though, right? This, yeah. this whole They've been saying it directly to our faces in the White House press briefings of how they're juicing the numbers via the CDC guidelines on labeling a COVID-19 death. It was it was funny hearing, uh, so I listened to the, the Elon Musk on Joe Rogan the other day, and it was really funny hearing Elon Musk just explain this to Joe Rogan, who apparently wasn't aware that the, the whole, uh, you know, death number flubbing. But um, yeah, and I was also going to say, this is what pisses me off by the whole COVID-19 thing, is that COVID is coronavirus disease. Disease is a, like, you know, set of symptoms, effectively. So... Just based on the coronavirus, so they're not often testing for or for clinical diagnoses that's not like based on the coronavirus. It's based on a set of respiratory diseases and symptoms, and that, that's just not like particularly scientific in uh, or accurate in my at opinion. all. Oh, at oh, all. that's it. No. Yeah. yeah, I had to. <laughs> I had to laugh when the guys like, well, people are dying at an alarming number, and we talked about that last week. As of April twenty fifth, we were at ninety seven percent of the projected deaths for twenty twenty before COVID ever hit. So people aren't dying at alarming we, numbers. We missed it at all last week because the CDC altered their their death toll numbers. Did you guys actually see that? Oh, I heard something about that. I didn't I didn't look into it though. Uh, I heard about it, but I didn't look into it. It, what it dropped from sixty something thousand deaths in America to thirty four thousand. Uh, and and I think it was the CDC and everyone in power trying to rat or trying to like backtrack their their regulations on the mortality uh, markers and stuff like that. Uh, it, it's really interesting. I don't know if I have it queued up. For what purpose do you think? I I have no idea. Maybe they're trying to save face because they're a scientific institute at the end of the day, and if they're a hundred percent wrong during this entire uh <laughs> this entire pandemic if they're wrong all of the time then it's kind of hard to be like well the science says <laughs> well yeah when it, it starts becoming so obvious when like okay so here's all the covid deaths and also pneumonia heart attacks cancer are all at the all-time lows yeah okay like at some point it's like it's so obvious that it's stupid yeah. They have to backtrack it. But I love that they'll backtrack it and never mention it. 
You know, just just kind of one day it's twenty five thousand less. Well, that's the thing with uh, the CDC and the media and whatnot is uh, they will like when they mess up an article or mess up a headline, mess up a story and falsely falsely report, they will backtrack and fix it like two weeks later. And it's not like the release of uh, you know a, a press release that they fixed it or that it was wrong. They go back to the original article. They don't change it. They just have a little comment at the top or something. I was just, I was following a uh, what random thoughts with Darren O'Neill. He was following a thing where it's um. Uh, a story of the the lady who didn't go outside and it's quarantined and didn't get in contact with anyone and uh, uh she got covid-19 and um then like as as they looked into it uh she had gone to the the, the pharmacy the pharmacy and she got it there from the 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 um ATM pad thing whatever that and um like it, it was it was a stupid dumb story but but like when he looked into if any of these uh news uh, news outlets that had reported on it had you know rescinded what they said uh, made any sort of corrections. Um, it was like an edit. Either they just straight up didn't, or it was an edit in the original article, which they they didn't change the original article or, or the headline. They just made like a, a comment there on the top. And I think only only one of the sources actually like released a press release that oh we got this story wrong. Here's the real. Here are the facts. And that that seems to be the the case with the CDC right now, just changing stuff and not telling anyone. And uh, the media is not going to tell anyone either because they're not looking at the real details, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, also, the media is incapable. Well, that reminds me. Go ahead. Oh, well, it reminds me of the, it's the Tanzanian president got all the COVID tests. Yes. And then he just tested, he used them on a bunch of stupid shit. He tested farm animals. He tested fruit. He tested, like, random, just random shit. He just sent all the tests back, and they sent back positive. A goat head corona and a pawpaw fruit head coronavirus. <laughs> Tested positive. And he sent them back saying that these don't test for COVID nineteen. They they do nothing. Oh, <laughs> and he was a, he's a doctor too. He he actually is like a microbiologist oh, cool. too. And also the president of some African country. He was fucking amazing. Like what a fucking base motherfucker, dude. <laughs> sounds cool. Uh, dude, you know how fast I added Tanzania to my list of possible places to leave to? If, uh... Dude, I'm sure you can make a killer homestead up there, dude. And... Uh, Tanzania? Dude, I'll ride a rhino around shooting lions all day and just, like, hang out in my grass hut. It'll be awesome. I, I knew a kid in middle school or high school who's, uh, uh he had moved into his, his dad for, like, a year or two was an uh, ambassador to, to Tanzania. And, like... Apparently, it's a uh, kind of like one of those Philippines places where outside of the the nicest states, it's a bunch of just armed guards and bad areas. But uh, you know, if you if you have nice land there, it can be very nice. <laughs> I, I that was you know that was like ten years ago, and I don't uh, I don't yeah really know a lot I, about I'm, it. I'm sure but, um, maybe things have changed. But getting back onto uh onto the video here, sorry Josh. Uh, <laughs> so uh, the next part here, they they continue talking about the uh, the death tolls and the the CDC standards and everything like that. And this is from the um, the YouTube video that was taken down of uh, a couple of doctors from Bakersfield, California, being uh, kind of just they just made a video saying like we don't we, we don't accept or we don't even understand what the CDC is doing here, and it it, it goes beyond reason what the uh, the safety precautions that we've taken as a nation with the, the lockdown and, and everything like that. So let's go ahead and roll that clip at 1349. If someone dies with COVID-19, we are counting that as a COVID-19 death. You don't die with an infection. You die from an infection. You die with a virus. Preach. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, I, I cut that short a little bit because they were just kind of like repeating uh, stuff that she already she already said. I wanted that clip specifically for um, her comment on just because you die with COVID-19 doesn't mean you died because of COVID-19, right? Oh, Does that okay, make sense to you, you guys? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's literally how they're doing it. That, that if anybody dies with COVID, they count it as a COVID yeah. death. So, like, literally, if you walk out into the street, get hit by a car, and had COVID, you get listed as a COVID And this death. is, like I said before, this is Dr. Burks in a White House press briefing that every single news source covered. This is the legitimate information that everyone wants you to take in, right? They're telling you flat out this is how they're juicing the numbers at this point. And it's patently embarrassing. Oh, and the fact that the media doesn't... I love that. Like, how can anybody can listen to the news anymore when the news doesn't even point that out? They just go, oh, okay, so more fear-mongering? Got it. Like, they just keep pumping... They keep reporting the pumped-up numbers. Like, clearly bought and paid for. It's it's so embarrassing. It is. It's embarrassing. Uh, she also goes into to detail here. Um, she they, they get into, in the documentary, they get into... Uh, Medicare, or is it Medicare or Medicaid that pays out for every COVID patient? I think it's, I think it's Medicare. Yeah, Medicare. They, they pay the 13000 to COVID patients to the hospital, and they'll pay the hospital $39,000 if, if they get put on a ventilator, which happens to be the wrong type of uh, therapy for this or treatment. Um, and well, then for, they for go a, cases, a, a yeah. little bit... They, the the guy is trying to play like the good reporter kind of angle and he asks he's like well italy got hit really hard uh during this covid thing and so he was kind of asking about that it's like how do you justify the numbers behind the the italy's mortality rate or the uh, infectious rate and so we got that queued up at 1544 at the beginning of 2019 an untested new form of influenza vaccine that had four different strains of influenza, including the highly pathogenic H1N1. That vaccine was grown in a cell line, a dog cell line. Dogs have lots of coronavirus. That's why they're not testing there. You could just say, oh, it was that. Very interesting, right? Oh, dude, I love like everything that's like... <laughs> They're, so, so they're giving flu vaccines with four different strains of flu types, and it just happened to be the one that we were, we're testing off of dog strains. It's like, huh? That's uh, that's kind of weird, kind of suspicious. That's that's pretty standard for flu vaccines, right? Where they kind of speculate on the next season of flu uh, influenza virus, and like they they have a handful of different strains, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, but the the difference in this one was that it was. It wasn't this many strains before in, in previous uh, flu vaccines. Okay. Like they, yeah, they, they, would, they, they would try to determine like the highest one or two and and prep for those. But they've started jumping them up higher um, with, with possible strains here. Loading people up with a little bit more juice, you know? Okay, yeah. And... Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say for what she was commenting to that dogs uh, apparently have a lot of coronaviruses too. That, that's something I've, I've learned coming out of this is that uh, um, coronaviruses are uh, very big in the animal kingdom. And the, like, you know, the whole bat soup story is uh, partially because bats are known to have a lot of coronaviruses. And yeah, apparently dogs too, um, et cetera, et cetera. So that's, uh, I guess, just a side effect of um, uh, getting the, the or 
basing this vaccine on um what was it what did she explain it with dog stomach lining something uh i ooh, uh i don't remember that but i mean she did go into into details about like how covid is essentially like animals have a bunch of different covid stuff like that it's it's real easy but th- there is no transmission from human to or uh, from animal to human though so which she covered earlier traditionally saying, unless that that's the part that the lab exa- exactly is, yeah. that's how it gets transferred when they're making these vaccines using animal yeah. tissue uh and, and now okay. we get into the bakersfield video um yes the the highly anticipated uh, video that just got stripped right out of the internet at 1623. We know that hydrochloroquine and zinc are working great for patients. And then Fauci comes out and says, well, there's no double-blind controlled placebo study. Which, by the way, Dr. Fauci, is there going to be a double-blind controlled placebo study of your vaccine? Is there? In a survey polling nearly 2,300 doctors in some 30 countries, hydroxychloroquine nope, was never, ranked as the most is. effective medication to treat the virus. The AMA was saying, you know, doctors will lose their license if they use hydroxychloroquine, the anti-malarial drug that's been on the list of essential medicine worldwide for 70 years. Dr. Fauci calls that anecdotal data. It's not storytelling if we have thousands of pages of data saying it's effective against these families of viruses. For 50 cents a dose, we could protect a thousand people for seven days, two doses a day with one $600 vial. So are are you guys uh, anecdotal data science deniers or uh, uh, science positive, uh, I don't know, Gilead investors? (laughs) (laughs) I... I base I base everything I know off of anecdotal evidence, honestly. Like, I know you're not supposed to, but it serves me way better than listening to these assholes about anything. Uh, I, I, I'm on the fence. Uh, there's always something to sell. Um, if it's a flu shot, I'm not going to get it. I'm just going to say that right now. If it, like, I haven't gotten a flu yeah. shot in 10 years. I've, I haven't gotten the flu since I, since I stopped getting the flu shot. Uh, everyone looks at me very strange when I say that to them or just when I tell them that I don't right? get flu shots and they're like, oh my God, really? like you're playing dice with, with your life at this point. And I'm just in there like, okay. It's yeah, just the I mean, flu, bro. It's, <laughs> it, it quite literally is just the flu. <laughs> it, yeah. I don't even know how these people function. Like I thought I was in the majority of people that don't. Yeah. I, I didn't realize like, people I got the flu shot or like oh, that many people. Oh, oh, say something your mom brings up a couple times and that's the end of it. Uh. And the people getting it, I sort of got the most sickly people I've ever met in my life. Exactly. Yeah. Well, okay. The immunocompromised, immunocompromised people who like get sick a lot or whatever. Yeah. They're, they're the ones who are on about it. Um, the three of us, And this is just anecdotal, but I'm not convinced that that doesn't give people the flu a shit ton of the time, like a third of the time that they guys want to play the next clip. You guys guys want to play the next clip. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I guess I guess we built we built it up so well. I guess, yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. You guys got heat up. Eighteen thirty-three. The game is to prevent the therapies till everyone is infected and push the vaccines, knowing that the flu vaccines increase the odds by thirty-six percent of getting COVID nineteen. Where does that data come from? 
a publication last year where the military who had been vaccinated with influenza were more susceptible to coronaviruses. Coronaviruses are in every animal. So if you've ever had a flu vaccine, you were injected with coronaviruses. That's fascinating. Again, just the, the whole premise of uh, the coronaviruses in animals and with the, the flu vaccine uh, facilitating that uh, to people, et cetera, et cetera. But um, yeah. I'm loving listening to these guys talking about not wearing a mask because I've been behind that purely. Off yeah, that, that clip evidence. bleeds in, in, right into the next clip. I, I think I. I listened over. Um, I was getting ready. Oh, sorry. Here. Yeah, let's, uh, let's just play that clip then. Uh, let's go straight. Okay, yeah. yeah. And then to put on a mask. This doesn't make any sense. We wear a mask in an acute setting to protect us. We're not wearing masks. Why is that? Because we understand microbiology, we understand immunology, and we want strong immune systems. Our immune system is used to touching. We share bacteria, staphylococcus, streptococcal bacteria, viruses. We develop an immune response daily to this stuff. When you take that away from me, my immune system drops. As I shelter in place, my immune system drops. You keep me there for months, it drops more. And now I'm at home hand washing vigorously, washing the counters, worried about things that are indeed what I need to survive. You're not, you're not immunodeficient and you're not uh, elderly. You should be able to go out without any gloves and without a mask. I think if you are those things, you should either set shelter in place or wear a mask and gloves. I don't think everybody needs to wear a mask and gloves because it reduces your bacterial flora. It doesn't allow you to interact with society and your bacteria flora and your viruses, your friends that protect you from other diseases, end up going away and now you're more likely to get opportunistic infections, infections that are hoping you don't have your good bugs fighting for you, if that makes sense. And then as we all come out of shelter in place with a lower immune system and start trading viruses and bacteria, what do you think is going to happen? Disease is going to spike. I guarantee when we reopen, there's going to be a huge, huge amount of illness that's going to be rampant. The building blocks of your immune system is virus and bacteria. End of story. Y'all better check your immunocompetent privilege. That's what I'm hearing right now. You, you all just a bunch of ables, immunocompetent ableists who are uh, going going about showing off your ability to go outside in front of all these bubble boy people that the America, we're all going to be bubble, bubble boy people out of this after living at home. We're all going to be, everything outside is going to be dangerous because we've been stuck inside. And, um, you know, may, maybe maybe there'll be some some justice, some equality coming out of this. Well, like the to add some more anecdotal uh, wisdom, uh, a little dirt never killed anybody. Oh yeah, like you're supposed to be interacting with your yeah. environment. Like that is obviously like healthy for you. This whole like watching people purell everything God. and have masks on, I'm like, you look like gremlins. Like you look like you're. It's just so. It, it's clearly so bad. And I'm so glad I played <laughs> out, outside in the dirt constantly as a kid. Exactly. I'm so grateful my parents like you know let me do that. The best solution to stop like a cut from bleeding out in the playground was getting a handful of fucking like dry dirt and rubbing it into your wound, so it would <laughs> it, it would clot up and stop bleeding everywhere. I mean, I can't be the only person that was taught yeah. that as a kid. No, what? Uh, I don't know, Josh. Your generation, you yeah. probably weren't. Wait, no, that. yeah, go inside, wash my hands. Go immediately get a vaccine. <laughs> oh, Bill Gates, watch your dick shrivel. Be happy that you're alive. Josh grew up in the uh, in the generation that um, was it bullying wasn't socially acceptable anymore, so it just went downhill from the from there. Yeah, so true. Shame. 
Bullying is good for people too, honestly. <laughs> I yeah. You know, we get yeah. a couple. You get a couple school shooters out of it, but you yeah. know. Yeah, I, I'm I'm honestly surprised and uh, a little bit like I I should have been bullied more as a kid. I'll just say that much. I should have been bullied. <laughs> more as a kid. Oh, trust me, we know Josh. <laughs> good, good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. None of your behavior should stand in the real world. This should have been beaten out of you. If you two are real ago. friends, you'll help me, help me make up for last time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I will say, I got bullied exactly the right amount. I got the shit bullied out of me because I absolutely deserved it. I was a little fat Jehovah's Witness kid. Oh, God, yes. Races. Can you imagine? I mean, I'm pretty sure me, me and Aaron lived in the, in, like, especially in, like, elementary school. Like, it was just brutal. It was constant just berating. It was just constant being made fun of. Like, and there was no recourse to it. Like, if you went and, like, got the teacher, like, no one respected you after that, right? Yeah, no one respected you, and the teachers would just make you both be in trouble for fighting. And you're like, I just got the shit kicked out of me by the big kid, and now we're both in, in school to exactly. suspension for yeah. fighting. Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> So just don't tell anybody. Keep your mouth shut and learn to cope so in your own way. I'm so glad that this whole shelter in place, wear mask and gloves everywhere, uh, was such a good idea in the long term, because it was based off of science, right? Isn't that what everyone I, I, heard? <laughs> I didn't see another person in the grocery store yesterday not oh, wearing God. a mask. I, I was the uh, only person there without a mask. I won't wear one. They haven't stopped me yet, which is great. I live in New York. Uh, well, you know, Western New York, not New York City well, or anything. But. I'm in California. I'm in California as of right now. And I got, as I drove through Los Angeles to get to my destination, I got trespassed uh, from a Jersey Mike's sub shop because I didn't have a mask and they required one to even come inside. And I, I was uh, like slightly deaf because I was driving with like the windows down and I was listening to like a couple podcasts here and there. And I, I honestly, she had a mask on and they had like the plastic shielding like hanging and in front of like their entire like food prep area. And she was like, she said in a very normal like volume voice, she was like, Oh, you have to have a mask to to order anything. And I was like, "What?" She said it again at the same volume, and I I honestly couldn't hear her. So I walked up and I leaned over the tables that they put in front of the, the shielding, <laughs> and then I leaned over the shielding, and I was like, "You're gonna have to repeat yourself." And all all the people in the back line were like freaking out <laughs> as I was doing it. It's <laughs> insane. Could you imagine freaking out because somebody was yeah. talking near you because you thought you were going to die? This is two months ago. That would be uh, insane. But as long as somebody on the TV says it, you're like, oh, my God, a stranger without a mask. I think I'm about to die. Like, it, it's crazy how people, how brainwashed and how quickly they will They turn. didn't calm down when I told them when when I was immunized. I just tell people now I'm <laughs> immunized. You don't have to worry about it. And I've had like a 50 reaction out of it like i've had one security guard in front of the local grocery store here being like oh okay that's cool <laughs> and he didn't he didn't it, it did not connect i can tell you that much <laughs> you need to get the, the the no agenda um antibody positive bracelet that uh, yeah <laughs> i love it well you can tell people that you have a medical condition that you, they are not allowed to make you wear a mask if you just tell them I have a medical oh. condition that prevents me from wearing a mask. I don't have COVID. And then if they can't ask what medical condition, because that's what violates the, the like, HIPAA guidelines. Beautiful. I might do that to go to Costco tomorrow. Um, <laughs> they don't require masks. You can add, tell them that. You, 
and be like, no, that's my personal medical information. I don't have to divulge that. It's I not. It's not any non-COVID nineteen respiratory condition. Okay, it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, you literally can do that. That's what I suggest people do. Honestly, if you don't want to, like, you know, I'm not telling people to be a martyr with like wearing a mask, but you shouldn't be wearing a mask. But don't get arrested for it. So just like don't lose you know, your job over it. Security guard. Because <laughs> they're not. They're not allowed to ask you that. Yeah, yeah. Don't. <laughs> Um, I was to be fair. I was looking for a reason to get out of that job. I might as well act like a hero in the in the process. So, uh, we have with the the patent issue and the hydroxychloroquine issue. We have a, a wrap up clip here about who gets the patents essentially at twenty three twelve here. So it's not scientists who are in any way dishonest. They're listening to people who, for more than forty years, have controlled who gets funded, what gets published. And I'm sorry to say many, many people will simply take the money and the fame and that support, things that absolutely aren't true. What was it, yeah, 36 years of Fauci being the head of that NIAD, it's uh... a... <sighs> and, and he's had complete control of who who gets their their products on the market for treatment and everything like that. Like I was saying earlier, if, if you have this once a year flu shot that you can convince a government body to make illegal to not get every year. And you have Dr. Fauci running the whole organization. He could, they could just straight require everyone to get some random shot for literally no reason at this point. Well, I'm wondering if it's going to be a government thing or if it's a, so, so right now the thing is, or the, the big progression is that a lot of stores and uh, businesses are the ones who are enforcing the, Oh, you have to get your, uh, temperature taken before you enter in our restaurant or you have to wear a mask before you go into our grocery store i wonder if it's for flu shots uh, or whatever that it's going to be a, a case where it's a uh, businesses your job like if you you uh, you know get hired for a job etc cetera, etc cetera. um if it's going to be them enforcing it or the government because it's a uh, it's very nefarious for the businesses to support it when it's the government's agenda and uh just you know individuals putting blame on these businesses oftentimes small businesses who might not necessarily have uh, you know much of a choice, et cetera, et cetera. So I, f I feel like the the business no, will fall in line because, I mean, that's typically what you have to do anyway. You have to prove immunization a lot for certain jobs. Uh, when I worked for a school district uh, like a long time ago, like I had to prove to them I had um, I was immunized for like what um, tuberculosis or whatever. Oh, yeah. Or like if you worked at a hospital, too, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there, there's a couple things. I mean, for working at an elementary school, sure, maybe. Like, that's that's totally fine. But they, they can go that route, which I don't think there'll, there'll be a whole lot of resistance. But this could be a whole new push for a straight-up, like, legalized and forced immunization process. Kind of like what they did back in the, the 60s with this, uh, the avian flu. Or was that the, the, the swine flu? So I think it was the swine I think it was a yeah. uh, variation back then. Well, that wasn't mandatory. It was just heavily propagandized and suggested okay. that yeah. you get it. I mean, yeah. So it wasn't Either mandatory. Way, like, but... I, I could totally see them jumping the gun on this and, and forcing, literally, like, through legislation, everyone to get these shots. Oh, yeah. that's the goal. I, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised by it. Well, that's what you're talking about. These uh, unelected officials, people like, you know, Fauci, who's been, like you said, the head of NIAD or whatever for 36 years. It's like they, in in essence, their overall scope of power that they've had in a 40 year period is higher than that oh, of yeah. a president. Yeah, I mean, that's like a president might be more powerful for while they're elected. But overall, 
the amount of power that you have being that guy for 40 years is yeah insane you're like the main middleman for lobbyists from like pharmaceutical companies and stuff to pay him to make legislation to help you pro- like to help let's just put business. this in perspective the the medical industry i mean over the last 40 years has done nothing but deflate all their prices made access to medical treatment so much easier so much more affordable for the average american right that's that's what's been happening hashtag thanks obama <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i mean obamacare Definitely. is not even like the the topic here i'm just saying that no it's not yeah our healthcare just, uh... system has gone to complete and utter fucking trash over the last 40 years and is under this guy's direction yeah. and it's one of the yeah yeah and it's one of those uh it's one of the few industries where we uh because all of our industries they get more advanced and cheaper <laughs> And this is one of those industries that doesn't get cheaper ever. It gets way more expensive. I think this is the time expensive. to use uh, the exponential growth rate uh, in, in, <laughs> in a term that actually makes sense. Like <laughs> the prices for medical treatment have gone up exponentially uh, in regard to uh, whatever the economy is, uh, whether you want to calculate that through GDP or something like that. But it is constantly going up and is it, it is the only market that is uh, consistently perpetrating fraud all the time between the insurance companies and um, the hospitals where they'll send you a bill for like $60,000 and the insurance sends them be like, okay, well we'll pay like 20 of that. And then they start negotiating. And then if you say you don't have insurance and you walk in there, you walk out of there, you get a bill for like 3,200 bucks because they know you're not an insurance company and they could just be like, okay, well, yeah, this is like the cost of what happened here. Yeah, you can negotiate right. yourself to it at a certain point. Like they are le- legit just perpetrating fraud. That is fraud. They're like they're just straight up changing the prices based off who's paying for it at that point. Well, and it's it's not just the price for for healthcare in the United States. It's not just the price and access to uh to healthcare. It's how manipulative big pharma is. Whether it's a uh, I I heard some stats recently. I think it was a. a 75% or it's above 50% of like funding for a lot of these, uh, say, uh, main news outlets, uh, you know, evening news, primetime that um, like over 50%, I think around 75% of their ad revenue of their ads are uh, pharmaceutical products. Um, and not, not to mention that a lot of 70%. That's it. Okay. Thank you. Um, yeah. Yeah, not, not to mention that um, a lot of those products aren't necessarily like, know the right option for a lot of people etc etc like one thing i've been hearing a lot about recently is um uh what Lipitor like cholesterol lowering drugs don't help and can possibly hurt unless you actually have a heart heart disease or heart condition so that's it's not stuff like that where it's just uh very much um over advertised and manipulatively advertised and sold by uh, doctors and pharmaceutical and news and whatever etc etc there's a lot uh there honestly that's another anecdotal one I know I would never take because it just seems to me like it's like fat trailer park ladies who watch like soap operas. They're the only people that buy like diet pills and cholesterol medicine. So I'm like, yeah, that's definitely bad for you. I don't want to buy anything that they're buying. I, I'm nixing diet pills and corn dogs for my uh, oh, God. for my diet forever, based just anecdotally on those people. Yeah, I forget the name of the cl- statins. Statins, <laughs> that's it, right? The, like the Lipitor and other cholesterol long drugs, um, whatever that, unless you actually have heart disease uh, or a heart condition, 
they don't help and they possibly hurt. That's a, a yeah, just one of those one one example. I mean, I believe we, yeah. we have a clip to we have a clip to close this out, correct? Right? Yes, it's her closing remarks. Uh, it, I don't know. Uh, I'll let her speak for herself on this one. I I thought it was um, I thought she was really well spoken here and and brings home a really good point at the end of this video here. So what we did pretty much ever since I got out of jail, we started an education company. We wake up doctors, and it's very difficult. But every yeah, doctor woke. who realized they may have been part of the problem has now turned that around to march toward a better society and restore faith in the promise of medicine. That's all we can do. That's uh, very respectable. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I think that drives home the point I always rant about with me and like, my personal friends and stuff like that. Uh, my whole point is that the American population is over-medicated and over-prescribed things that they don't need. I have family members. No. I have family members that guy? have been prescribed benzos, uh, like uh, Zanny oh, bars, for, because they get anxiety when they take off and land on a flight. And it's like if doctors just so willy-nilly just yeah. prescribed yeah. benzos to just random people for like the most the insincere reason... <laughs> Yeah, they're all getting kickbacks. It's like I had I I'm looking at like fucking William Shatner the other night selling me a sleeping pill on <laughs> for a commercial no, for like I, I, CNN. I remember <laughs> like, like a, a ten years t- ten years ago ish uh, was about when Accutane was getting super big like the the skin medication and it, it was pretty much known that like a uh, uh, dermatologist had got major kickbacks from from the company for suggesting it. And I remember uh, for I, I did eventually go on Accutane and help my skin skin a ton, but. But I remember just how many years they've been pushing it so hard that I get this particular drug and not not even like an off brand or cheaper brand because like their their practice wouldn't sell because they didn't get kickbacks. It was this particular drug and it was it's obnoxious. Um, did I wait? So it, that yeah, actually it actually helped did help me. Um, so I, I uh, so I had pretty bad acne through high school and then in college I got really bad acne on my back and uh, it was um, that yeah over the course of like. Uh, for four or five months, it was, it was all cleared up, and I haven't had any acne problems since. The occasional pimple. Well, I might have to back that one up because I was gonna say that was my anecdotal. Uh, my anecdotal evidence on acne medication was that it made zero change in every single kid in high school. They all had the exact yeah, same yeah. shitty acne, rubbing that greasy uh, shit on. Yeah, I tried a bunch of like uh, uh, you know the smaller products and uh, the topicals throughout high school and whatnot, and they. Uh, you know, they helped a little bit. Um, I'm worried for a while. I was on amoxicillin for um for acne, uh, but that's an antibiotic, and that probably just killed my gut biome and immune system for a while. So, but uh, that's see. Uh, did you have to go? Did you have to go through a psych evaluation when you got prescribed Accutane? No. Oh wow. Uh, because I, I had a friend the, back I in gotta... high school. I mean, this was before I yeah mean, a couple of years before you obviously but um he got it and he he had to go through like a psyche valve and, and determine that he wasn't a suicidal or have suicidal thoughts or tendencies or anything like that and no 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 that's that's acne yeah no that's the thing it was earlier in the uh early in the course earlier um say like five years before i took it they were prescribing much larger doses than necessary uh, they didn't like know oh. or understand that yet 
And um, yeah, I, I'd known a kid who who had some uh, psychological problems or like depression or something with Accutane, and also I think some uh, some organ or so some <laughs> some some other health issues due to it, and like that was not super uncommon. But by the time I took it, they were prescribing much lower doses, and practically zero side effects were known with uh, with that lower dosage. So yeah, I can understand when when you're in high school. Yes, I just have an image of all these kids with like perfectly <laughs> clear skin, just like taking headers off the golden paper. <laughs> Yeah, but right. <laughs> just these beautiful eighteen-year-olds, just perfect shiny skin, just and of course the kids that have growth. like really really bad acne, or of course the kids that have like kind of severe mental health issues, right? They're not gonna be cheerful, like happy types if you look fugly and have your face covered in a bunch of shit. You know what I mean? Like they're obviously gonna be more toward the yeah. holy fuck i want to kill myself kind of side of things <laughs> no I, I i all the kids make fun of me and tell me how ugly i am and no girl wants to fuck me no my life's going awesome i'm not depressed at all so uh it at the end of all that i i think that'll be the final covid segment that we'll do on this show i mean we co- we've covered it so much there's yeah. so much to cover uh you know what I mean? We we've gone through. I think the country at this point, it's uh, Sunday, uh, the ninth of May, and uh, or Saturday, the ninth of May. And I think the last time I looked at the news yesterday on Friday, and the markets were already in like all green. Everything's rising. I see even in California. I see people outside at the parks, walking, enjoying stuff with their families without any masks or anything like that. Like. I think people are over it, typically. I mean, this is California. I'm in, like, the thick of it. So uh, if people in California are sick of this <laughs> shit, I, I think generally, like, 90% of the population of America is like, okay, look, let's get this over with, everyone. Uh, just, just wait when we're back in a couple weeks talking about the new normal. That, that'll that be it. The new normal. Um, the new, new normal. Oh, the, oh, excuse me. The new, new normal. Oh, we're done talking about coronavirus, but we're not done talking about the insane, tyrannical mandates and bullshit that the government's going to try to roll out in the next few weeks. I know we're going to be bringing that stuff. Bob, coming out of the pandemic documentary, I do, I do have a couple questions. Um, who's the interviewer guy? Do you, do you know anything about him or his background? Uh, I, I did not look into him at all. Uh, no. Why? Not even into those beautiful <laughs> eyes. I, I couldn't stop focusing on his nose piercing. Uh, that that was uh, catching me off there. A, a fully grown man with a nose piercing. I'm not. I'm not too keen on. Honestly, yeah, I, didn't I didn't even notice it. That's how beautiful <laughs> his eyes were. I, I was just staring into those crystal weird, like, he had those, like, A-Rod eyes where he has, like, too dark a skin yeah, to have yeah, that bright it. eyes. And it's just, like, he looks like... He looks like a oh, yeah. he, he, he should have been the, he should have been the actor in the new Aladdin movie for the genie. There we go. Like, fuck, yeah, fuck Will Smith. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he he portray, he he must have done some sort of acting or, or something back in the day because it it was every time the camera cut back to him it was so powerful and emotional and like he even mirrored the same emotion from I thought he overacted he, it he a little didn't bit. He mirrored the same emotion that that the doctor did at the very end there when she gave her closing statement. He like looked at her. And he's like, "Oh, so heartwarming." And I'm like, "Man, you are such a fucking actor." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, 
And, and I, I do have one more question too. You're, you're saying uh, with this doctor's testimony and whatnot that there was there were some detractors and people trying to discredit her. Do you know what the counter arguments are, or like whether or not it looks like uh, anything she's saying is a lie or an exaggeration of whatever? Um, uh, I a little bit. Uh, a lot of stuff on like mainstream media. They are going really hard on this lady at the moment. Um, mostly that the the science isn't. Um, they, they can't replicate what she's saying, but they, they never say which specific statement that they're trying to, or scientific statement that they're trying to replicate there. So it's, <laughs> it's kind of vague in, in their things. Like it, it's kind of like reading like a, a, a Politico uh, article or not, not a Politico, but a Snopes article saying that like, this is wrong. Uh, <laughs> but they don't really describe how or why it's wrong. They just say it's wrong. So, I mean, Okay. It's very easy for anyone to go online at the moment to find any source from any news station uh, trying to discredit this documentary and this this doctor here. So, I mean, feel free. Go. When I hear a coordinated discrediting, the whole reason I, I brought this in, I mean, any <laughs> any person can find arguments against what she's saying, but the fact that every social media site in existence except for Twitter has banned this documentary from their their platform it is more telling because i i feel like more people need <laughs> to hear it rather than and, and then hear the the info to discredit her right you need to hear her claim first and then go and look for the things that can discredit her that's fine you can do that on your own but it's like there's no resources out there to find it i had to dig it up on some janky ass website uh to to find this video and <laughs> You know, they're they're trying to bury this. They're trying to bury it so hard that it 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 that in itself is grounds for for listening to her and trying to, you know, hear what she has to say, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. And I think we did a bit of that with five G too, where I think we concluded that there wasn't really a lot to that theory, but it's another thing that they were trying that uh, that social uh, social media networks, YouTube and mainstream media sources were trying to discredit. So yeah, we took a listen to what they have to say. And with this lady too, I've, I've heard she had good testimony and evidence from doctors and, and uh, you know, uh, various news reports, scientific articles, et cetera. And I, I've heard a bunch of things she has said from uh, other doctors, from other sources and um, uh, that all have seemed uh, valid so far. So um, yeah, I don't have any means or I don't have any uh, reason to disbelieve right now, but it, I'll probably look into it a little bit and uh, definitely worth hearing what she has to say first. Definitely worth uh, okay, hearing her out first. <laughs> wow. <laughs> really, yeah, uh, shoehorned that one in there, huh? Let's not do that ever oh, again. Great. <laughs> <laughs> not that type of podcast. Okay, um, Aaron. Aaron, uh, I believe you. <laughs> I believe you have a uh, flip. We're okay. We're running yes. a little over, but I do want to. I want to start a segment okay. here. I want to close out on news stories that are so fucking stupid that you have to be literally brain dead to like find interesting to not immediately read and go, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. So I wanted to share my favorite one of the day here. Um, you know, from a an actual it's not even from like a nonsense. It's from <laughs> Time magazine. Like Human urine could help make concrete on the moon, says European Space what? Agency. What? <laughs> yes, they're now coming out with articles saying how astronaut pee is going to make astronaut no! houses on the moon. 
<laughs> no. <laughs> imagine, uh. imagine the smell to that. By okay. the way, your entire the entire structure of oh, yeah. your living quarters made out of pea concrete. <laughs> Oh, dude! It would be with with a with a recycling machine for recycling all your air, recycled <laughs> through all the pee walls. God! It really it would smell like you were you built your house out of the tile floors and in the, dive uh, bar the air filters made out of biodegradable uh, paper filters that were made out of human shit too. Well, see that. <laughs> <laughs> While Rob with the yeah. reusing, you know, space available resources, why not? So what, what do you think the odds are in the next mm, 30 years that you're going to see a pea house on the moon? Zero, we're not building houses on the moon. What the fuck? <laughs> I'll give you 30 years. Four, like 50, 20, 20, 50 years. Okay, tw- 2070. Josh will be the only one to confirm. He'll be the only one alive <laughs> in 50 years. But in 50 years, Josh, just... Put on my tombstone. He was right when they don't have a pea house well, okay. on the moon because they're yeah, never they're not going to have a pea house. house. I can see them having some the structure on the moon in the next fifty years, but a pea house? No, that's that's fucking retarded. This is this reminds me of um, the self help <laughs> yoga lady that uh, she she drinks her boyfriend's cum and also puts it on her face to improve her complexion. Have you guys heard about oh, that? that? They're using. Um, I think I've seen a headline. They're using probably someone shared in the dick show or something. How bad would her complexion? I'd rather have to take be Accutane, right? <laughs> yeah, there we go. Big Pharma, take all my money. No comes going on this yeah, face. Yeah, I think you need a psych avail for that that treatment. That's the one you need to psych evaluate for. <laughs> I, I think Can I just give any those... future girlfriend a psych evaluation? <laughs> Who cares about consent forms? Psych evaluations. <laughs> I, I think like scientists saw that article where the ladies using cum as a way to deter from acne, uh, acne, and they're like, "Well, what other human waste that, or human fluid that we can use to like help uh, construct our new like space civilization?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, we can just we can just instead of mixing concrete <laughs> with water, we can just pee in it. That makes sense, right?" Like, <laughs> well, the no the. Uh. The pee, if you look at the article, the pee is based on the, the urea, and there's some, like, apparently it makes the, the concrete some some property, something, something. I don't know. Oh, yeah, with moon dust, with all those moon samples we got from 50 The agency ago, said researchers in a recent study it sponsored found that urea, the main organic compound in urine, would make the mixture for a, quote-unquote, lunar concrete more malleable before it hardens into its sturdy final form. They funded, re- the, the, the European Space Agency funded research under... I don't malleable. before its final form. So like apparently it's easier to form into bricks or something. I don't know. This is a waste of our money, a waste of what we're reading. With what? Time Moon magazine. Dust? Go fuck yourself. This was funded by Europe, right? The EU? European Space Agency, yes. Whatever. It's not it's not our tax money. They can go fuck off. They they can study all the dumb shit that they want over there in Europe land. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <sighs> Dude, the European Space Agency is exactly as stupid as NASA, though. Oh, dude, okay. I'm not, I'm not familiar with they're them. They're so dumb. I can't wait. I'm going to find even dumber NASA articles for you guys. Like, the NASA stuff is so stupid, <laughs> I can't take it. I'm so excited to share with that the world, the, the world, the 100 people that are maybe going to listen to this ever. 
I can't wait to share with them how stupid. Would you like to give us a sneak preview for next week in your uh, uh, your your future evidence of NASA being dumb? Oh, here, here we go. Next week we'll talk about uh, a. They're going to film. uh, Tom Cruise (laughs) is going to film a uh, a Hollywood movie on the space station, uh, and things that'll never fucking happen. And uh, then the second thing is uh, scientists found that Uranus, oh, they've, they've confirmed that Uranus <laughs> smells like farts. <laughs> These are real articles. These are scientists that are, pu- that are putting the shit out there. Wait. So, I'm yeah, next week. confused. What planet were you talking about? Okay. Uranus? Uranus. Yeah. Uranus <laughs> smells like farts. That's literally a fifth grade joke. They've like jumped the shark on writing dumb space shit. What was this? I ran through an NPR article the other day. There was uh, they discovered a new black hole, or uh, but but they half the articles uh, or the title of the articles scientists find nearest known black hole in distressingly fitting metaphor. But it's effectively just talking about the dark times we're living in right now. Something something something, and then they have like a two lines of what the discovery is at the end. And it's... Oh. There's a meteor that passed. The article was the meteor looks like it was wearing a COVID mask. I'm not even fucking kidding. It was like, oh, the meteor's coming by okay, and fuck it has space. Its space own is COVID cool. mask before it flies. Why didn't you bring that in planet? For your nonsensical <laughs> news article that yes, yeah, <laughs> stupid the piss, right? <laughs> okay, I'm talking about okay. it right now. Oh God, it's so. It's infuriating how dumb it is. But yeah, that is the new one. So things that'll never happen, dumb news articles, Time Magazine. The kind of things you can learn from Time Magazine, we're going to make pee houses. Just, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Just wait till Time Time, so. uh, Time Magazine Person of the Year is literally, it's they, they do the mirror thing again where it's you, but it has a uh, uh, surgical mask on. Yeah? Yeah? You're the real hero. <laughs> Oh God! Do you think it's the do Euro- it. hey? Do you think the European yep. Space Agency is taking donations for building materials? <laughs> Dude, let's just send NASA all of our building materials in little cups. <laughs> hey, we we want you to be able to build some big ass houses on the moon, guys. Here's some. Building this has materials. been okay. Hear charge. me out. Thanks for listening and good night, everyone. Have a good night. Thanks for listening, guys. (laughs) Holy shit.